before I share the word of God, uh, the word of God, I would like to share uh, the video clip that I want to show you to extend my gratitude and to say thank you for maybe uh, for those of you who helped us in our project in Batam and with prayer and with sowing the seed. So, please, can you turn on the video clip? good clap to the Lord so if you come to Batam please visit us it's very close to the ferry terminal only maybe five to ten minutes to our new church uh, project so thank you for this afternoon I would like to share something about the kingdom of God so church every time when we remember the kingdom of God the word of God said that you have to seek ye first the kingdom of God and then everything will be added unto you. And every time when we talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God must be talking about the king first. He is the one that has become our priority, the kingdom of God. And every time when we talk about a king, there is a Bible, there is a word of God telling a, a, a king that God loves this king. And the Bible said, I have found David the son of Jesse to be a man after my own heart. King David is really becoming a king that become, God said, that my own heart. God loved him. 
But every time I read this, in the top of this, that when, uh, when God de declared that King David becoming a king after my own heart. You know? But before that, in this verse, let's read this. In the Acts 13, 22, he said that. And when he had removed him, there's another king before King David. But this king been removed, and then God restored, God uh, uh, raised David become a new king. Every time I read this, you know, it's talking about ourselves, you know. If God can remove King Saul, it means that God also can remove us. Actually, we are a king. A king of ourselves, a king of our family, a king of our ministry, even a king of, you know, the things that God given to us. Our work, our job, and everything. Because you remember when God created Adam and Eve, God created heaven and earth. And after that, God created the Garden of Eden. And in the garden, God put Adam and God said, these all things in the garden, you have to take care of this. You mold this and everything, but only one thing that you cannot do. Don't eat the fruit from this tree, the only one tree, the evil and good tree, the fruit that you cannot eat. It shows us that in this garden, everything you can, you can enjoy this garden, even you can do a lot of things in this garden, but it shows that this garden is not belong to you. That's why God said that this is don't do this. It means that this garden is belong to God. In our life, as a king for ourselves, you know, king of our company, king of our family, king of our ministry, everything we can do as a king, we can make an, a decision. But one thing that we cannot do is our soul. When God said you check out tonight, you will check out. You know. It show us, it means that our life is not belong to us, even though our king. There's another king, a mighty king called Jesus. He's the true king. Huh? That's what happened to Saul. When God put Saul as a king, must be has a purpose. Job said that nothing, the purpose of God failed. But the one that make fail is the servant, the king himself that make it fail. But God can choose, God can raise another king. So, this Bible said, this word of God said, I already removed him and I raised up another king. The king that doing things that I really purpose him to do that. That's why, why God said, I found David. It means that God is seeking someone to replace as become a king. So, the next word said, For when David has served God's purpose in his own generation. So why God said that God praised David? David, you are a king. Is David sin? Yes. He made a mistake. A lot, a big mistake. He has sin, a big sin. He programming something. He taking someone's wife. But why God still said that this is a king that after my own heart? Because there's a repentance in David's life. And then God said, for when David had served God's purpose in his own generation. We are living in our generation. This is our generation. You know? God, must has, God must has a purpose for us in this generation. That's why, why you are here in Singapore. And God bless you with all the talent, with the gift, and even the study that you can study well here in Singapore. And then you have a good job and they have a good position. What is the purpose? You know? 
God said because David had served God's purpose. That's why God said this is my own, after my own heart. Why? Because David served God's purpose. Not his purpose, but God's purpose. That's why God installed him as a king. So one day, when I see a lot of trouble, a lot of like uh, the plane had been crushed, you know, I, I question God. When I drive, I said, Lord, you said that we are a chosen generation. You said that we are a chosen people, Lord. But some of the crash involving in that crash is you call Christian. What happened, Lord? What is differentiated between us as a chosen people, as a Christian, with those that are not Christian? And then God showed me this picture. You know. In the top of the picture here is the scene of the marathon. Marathon is long run, you know. It needs stamina, and everyone who become marathon, they have to register. You know, there's a lot of people, all of them is registered. They put their name, you know, they got the numbers, and when they start the marathon, they cannot just run whatever they want. They have to, to run according to the committee, according to the road that they already planned. You have to be this goal, this long, and you know what, as long as you follow the rule, you know, and in this marathon, all together, you know, you have to go to the finish line. And in this marathon, the committee provides everything that you needed. The police for your safety, even the ambulance, if in emergency, something happened to you, and there is, they already provide a helper. Why? Because they are registered. You know? But below, this is the junction in Tokyo that's very busy. Everyone will do according to their own will. They will do whatever they want to do. If something happened, some of them, one of them got heart attack, you know, nobody care. Unless you say that, I'm lucky. Someone is there and helping you and they bring you, but if nobody help you, then you will die there, you know. Nobody care because everyone is busy to doing their will. So this picture is like shown us that if you are becoming God people, you are becoming a chosen generation, you know, you are becoming a king you know, for a purpose. And in the, uh, the Bible, I'll show you. Okay. The word of God said, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. We are belonging to God. If we are belonging to God, God must have a purpose for every one of us. Say amen. God has purpose for us. In the Old Testament, there's a difference between king and priest, you know. King cannot do what God already told priests to do. And priests cannot do as a king. You know? They have a different rule. And God already prepared this you know, until Jesus Christ coming you know, to clean everything. You know? So there is no differentiate between king and priest. Because God says you are a chosen generation. The anointing as a king, the anointing as a priest is inside of us. Amen. So we cannot say like this. Oh, I have to be like, like oh, not enough to be spiritual. It's okay. Lah, because I'm not a pastor. I'm not an usher even. I'm not a worker of the church. So i just ordinary. i just secular. You know? Actually, as a chosen people of God, there's no, uh, there's no what you call what? secular. Sorry. There's no uh, difference between secular and spiritual. We have to be a spiritual. Because, you know, what is the, the role of the priest? 
the role of the priest is as mediator between man and God. Yeah? God used a priest in the old time yeah? to become a mediator, to pray, to bless the people of God. Yeah? And what is the role as a king? A king must have a dominion. A king speaks about the authority. He has authority. But now we becoming a royal priesthood. It means that we are also have to be a spiritual and yet we are as a king. You know? It means that God called us to be a salt in the world. You become a shine. You have to be, be a, a light in the world. You know? So that's why this is our job. If we believe in Jesus, we do accordingly what the Bible said. You know, you are guaranteed go to heaven. So the important thing is when you are in this earth, you have to do God will, you know, to bring the kingdom of God. What is God wants? That's why God raised you in this hour, that we are in this generation, we are in this time. So what should we do? It's supposed to be our question. You know? That's why God said, you are a priest, you are a king. It means that you have to be spiritual, you know, as a professional, as a family man, as a even pastor, everything. There's no secular and spiritual. All of us have to be spiritual. Amen. Spiritual is mean that we have a responsible because God created us, God chose us, and God said, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are to be a king in this earth to bring the kingdom of God from heaven to be established in everything, in every place. In your office, in your family, the kingdom of God must be established through you as king that God replaced you in this earth. So, you know, Every king in the Old Testament must be anointed. So everyone is anointed by the Lord to do His will. But you see this. There is a difference. Yeah? Anointed to be a king from a flask or horn of oil. In the Old Testament, there's two vessels that God used to anoint a king because God knows everything about us from A to Z. He's Alpha and Omega. He knows what will happen to us and he gives us a chances, you know, to change, you know. And because of that, God anoints us with different facial. The first, you see, the Samuel, no, yeah. Samuel took a flask of oil and poured out in on his head. So when Samuel anoints Saul as a king, he Bring the flask of oil. And the second thing here, you know, the took, uh, second Kings 9 first, take the flask of oil to anoint another king. Yeah. Another person who anoint the king, but another king is not Saul, but different king. But there is use a flask of oil. But look at this, compare this one. When God asked Samuel to anoint David, they use different vessels. They use what? They say that the horn with oil. And the second thing in First King, First thirty-nine, when priest Zadok took a horn of oil, he anointed Solomon. And the end of this king is different, you know. When you anoint by the flask of oil, and when you anoint as a king from the horn of oil you end up with differently. You know? you know, Solomon, 
we already read Solomon, how his life is. His fear of God, and then he blessed by the Lord, and then the Bible said how he astray from the Lord. But at the end time, you know, he regretted. it. That's why Ecclesiastes said that everything you can do, but you have to remember. There's a court of God that everyone have to face his need. You know? So you have to be responsible with what you're doing. So it showed that how his heart, repentant heart. Uh, the other king, they end up with different life because of the anointings. You know? We have to do God's will, but God knows who we are. You know? And God gives us a chance to do his will. It's our choice. So through this one, the question is, why they are anointed with the different fashion? You know, Bible is so unique. A lot of things in details that if we read, you know, just as usual. But if something God show us, you know, that's make a difference. This is what happened. There's a flask of oil, there's horn. A flask of oil, who make a flask? Oh, I don't have this one. A flask is made by human from the clay. You know? It means that human made the flask as a vessel to keep the oil for anointing oil. But the horn is different. The horn, God create animal. Maybe a wild goat in the Middle East, in Israel. And to get the horn, you know, you have to kill the animal. There is a sacrifice. There is a blood, you know. This is made in God. It's not made in human, you know, made in man. So this is make a difference. You know? If you anointed by the flask and you anointed by the horn, it's different things. And I'll show you the story behind this. Why God purposely asked Samuel to anoint with a flask of oil and why God anointed uh, David purposely with the horn of oil. Maybe we can read 1 Samuel 8. We started for first four. Starting with this. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and come to Samuel at Ramah. Continue. And said to him, look, you are old and your son do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nation. So starting actually, you know, because of the people of Israel, they reject Samuel according to Samuel. They ask Samuel, Samuel, please install for us a king like other nation. They want to be like other nation. And Samuel on that time very troubled in his heart and he bring it to the prayer. He said, Lord, he's protest, Lord, why? Because Samuel felt that he's been rejected. He's been old and now they cannot accept his son because he's different. Different men, different leaders, different styles, you know, and they cannot accept it. So on that time, Samuel will be very hard in his heart. He bring it to the Lord and Lord, please, Lord, what happened, Lord? And the Lord said, Samuel, you do not to worry. Actually, they are not rejected you, but they are rejected me. So now, give them, you know. So what is the problem with this life, with this choice? The first lesson that we have to, uh, to, to, to listen, which is do not be conformed to the world. So this is the first lesson, you know. Rome, Roman 12 Verse 2 said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but the transform to be renewing of our mind. 
So by renewing our mind, we will know the, the word of God. Say, you will know the will of God, even the perfect will of God. It's not only only apa? berkenan berkenan apa ya Inggrisnya? Not only pleasing, but perfectly the will of God. You know. So the will of God, you see, sometimes is good, but there is higher call of God, higher will of God, which is perfect will of God. And God said, only if you renew your mind. So it means that as a Christian, you know, we have to be equipped with the word of God. This is the vessel God used to renew our mind. If our mind is not renewed, you know, so we will walk according to our flesh. We will want to confirm to the world. If our friend has this one, Lord, we want to be like that, Lord. Why you never answer our prayer? Because I, we see our neighbors so is already blessed. We see, oh, they already get a job. We see they already married, Lord. Why? What happened to me? And sometimes, you know, because we are not renewed by the, by the word of God, we don't know what God's will is. So that's why we walk according to our flesh. Same thing like Israel. They reject God. They said, God, we don't want, we want to be like our nation neighbors we want to be like them but actually god i really believe that god has purpose for them to bring king but have to be wait until god own timing but our flesh our ego our king sometimes cannot wait we just want to walk according to our will that's the first lesson the second lesson is through this one do not do your will but god will you know dalam bahasa indonesianya saya tak tahu bahasa Inggrisnya lebih gimana itu terjemahannya. But in Indonesia said you don't force your own will. What happened to them? They said the Lord told Samuel listen to everything the people are saying to you. They haven't rejected you. They are rejected me. So on that time the Israel Israel they are very desperate, you know. They want their own will. Oh Lord, Lord you know what? At every time if you force God to do according to your will, God said okay, go ahead. That's why sometimes, you know, there's a Christianity that sometimes when we walk, yeah, we already plan something, then we decide to do something. After we do something, we plan to do, then we pray for that one. We ask God to bless our work. We pray, Lord, bless our journey. You know? But actually, we already make a decision first. That's why in the end, sometimes we are, get disappointed. It's not what we expect. You know? And we angry with the Lord. Lord, I already pray. And why are you not blessing me? You know, that's something like this. They already have planned. God knows their heart. You know, if you remember the story of Biliam, one day the king Balak came to Biliam because he's the man of God and they said that, Biliam, please curse this Israelite. And he bring everything, a good thing, you know. He bring to the Biliam. And Biliam said, wait. I will ask the Lord first. What the Lord answer, then I will do. And he pray. When he pray, God said, don't curse these people because this, I bless them. You don't curse them. And then, William came to Balak. said, sorry, yeah. the Lord told me that I, I cannot curse this. So bring back all you give because this is blessed by the Lord. And you know what happened? The next day, the king Balak even doubled the blessing. And they come to Biliam again. And then now, Biliam think, oh, this is bigger gift. You know? Some of us like that, when we pray, some, God actually already answered our prayer. 
but because of our desire, you know, we want to fill our ego. And we keep praying, we keep praying, we keep praying until we feel that, Lord, look at this. This must be from the Lord because the blessing is so big or oh, everything is so good. It's thing like, oh, very smooth, Lord. But actually, God already knows our heart. That our heart actually is our motive, is attached already. You know? And God said, okay, do whatever you want to do. This is what happened. God spoke to Samuel, tell them, let them go. Let them do whatever they want to do. And then we go to the third lesson from this story. We do not judge from the outside appearance. In this story, they tell a story that how Saul became a king. In the appearance, Saul is qualified to be a king. Some of us, when we have a business, you know, even we don't ask God the Lord. Because this business, because this oh, new job, because even if we pray for our, 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 our couples, you know, for our husband-to-be or our wife. You know? As a pastor, I just counsel my members. And some of them, we already know this is not the right person. But the heart is already make a decision. I want this pastor. This is, I already pray. But we already see how they are like to fight every time. You know, there's nothing in common. You know, a lot of things, you know. But because of the desire, because the will, you know, cannot be stopped already. So this is what happened. Like in the story of Lot and Abraham. One day they are so blessed. And then there's a fight between, you know, their staff. And then Abraham called the Lot, his niece. He said, Please now, we have to separate. If you go to the left, I go to the right. So you choose first. You know what? Lord, see Sodom and Gomorrah. The city is promising. Wow, this is a beautiful city. If I work here, if I go to this job, wow, this is a blessing there. This is, must be from the Lord. This is good. And he never consoled God, you know. And he chose Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what happened next, you know. You know, sometimes... The things that we see is not always from the Lord, you know. Even though it's like promising. Oh, this is for, wow, so beautiful, you know. When God asked me to come to Batam, actually it's not from the Lord. It's from Pastor Johan, you know. When Pastor Johan said, Erwin, your brother Irwan wanted you to come to Batam pastoring this a new church. You know, my heart is so troubled because I don't like Batam, you know. I always say that Batam is like a, a garbage, garbage can for Singaporean, you know. Because every second things, the second-hand thing they bring into Batam, it becomes luxurious in Batam. You know? So I really don't like this city. You know? I expected that God sent me through Pastor Johan to America. You know? Because I think, wow, there is a good. But deep inside my heart, I know there's something in Indonesia that God chose Indonesia. And until one day, Ibu Betty also told me, Erwin, maybe you're the right person in Batam, become a pastor. And I try to, to talk other things, you know. And until one day, I'm in my prayer room. When I pray, God said, I'm the one that opened a door for, for you. you know? And when I heard the Lord said like that, I said, okay, Lord, I'm ready. But how to do it? What to do, Lord? I've been word, uh, ministering on that time. It's 14 years already when sin God called me. But then I have a fear in my heart because as a pastor wow this is big responsibility everything now you become the leader you become the head you become the king of this ministry in Batam 
if the king make a wrong decision, will affecting everything, you know. So on that time, I make a decision. I make, Lord, I will seeking you. And I pray and fast to seeking that direction. And God spoke to me. God opened for me from Acts chapter uh, Acts 1, verse 8. That God said to the, uh, the disciple of God, Jesus said, you don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit will come, will equip you. And the thing that I received from the Lord is the waiting time. God spoke to me, all your 14 years been ministering is nothing. It's different. Every city, every place is different. How I'm going to use, how I'm going to do something. You know? So from that, I learned in waiting of God, waiting God time, you know, until God released me to Batam slowly, slowly, step by step, God really lead me. You know? So I learned that, you know, even though I don't like Batam, but when I know God told me to go to Batam, I said, yes, Lord, I will obey. This is the third lesson. Then we go to the fourth lesson. Every decision carries its own consequences. You know, if you make a decision, you know, there is a consequences there. God spoke to Samuel. Samuel, please tell my people that if they really wanted a king, this is what happened to them. The king will do these things. And he listed everything that the king will do. And then the people of Israel still agree. They know if this king is not a, a, a very uh, ideal king. But because of the heart, you know, they said, okay, okay, okay. You see, the list, God said, this is the list. And Samuel told all the word of the Lord unto the people that asked of him. As he said, this will the manner of the king that shall reign over. The manner how king reign over you, if you make this decision, this will happen to you. And they said, okay, it's okay, it's okay. You see, sometimes, yeah, as a Christian, we make this decision. We know the consequences, you know. We think that it's okay, lah. we are very kejepit. We're desperate, you know. Okay, 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 we desperate, we desperate, Lord, we want a husband, we want a wife, Lord. We desperate already. It's okay. If not Christian, it's okay, Lord. At least I got married. But you know the consequences. God said, this is the list of all the consequences. And God told, told, told Samuel, And ye shall cry out in that day because of your king. With ye shall have chosen you, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. You see? God already made a list. This is going to consequences. If you make this decision, and then when you desperately cry unto me, I will not answer you unless, until you really repent. You know? So sometime in our life, and we cry, we cry, why? We, we wonder, why God not answer our prayer? Because God needs us to change, you know. God needs us to repent, uh, to make another decision. If not, you know, something just like that, you know, until we really learn. You know. So every decision we make as a king carry its own consequences. And then the next thing, Saul as a king, very short time, only two years. You know. This is another consequences. If we do according to our flesh, you know, then the consequence is very high. 
the expense is very high, you know. And not beside that is very tragic because summer rained on year and when he had rained two more years over Israel. And look at this in the first eight. And it happened on the next day, the Philistine came to strip the slain and they found Saul and his three sons fallen. You know, it's the consequences is not on Saul, but the family, the three sons have to die. You know, this is the consequences, you know. If we walk according to our flesh, according to our own decision, it's not only us. Because you know what? When God sees us, God sees the generation. When God won't bless us, He just won't not to bless only us, but our generation. That's why he called blessing from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know? So, same thing with the consequences. When we make a wrong decision, the consequences carry. It's not only us. It will affect it to our family. That's why very important we give time to seeking God. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And everything that you needed will be added unto you. But sometimes our king cannot submit to the eternal king, to the real king. That's the problem. You know? So we learn from this one, if you want to end up beautifully with a special anointing from the horn of oil, this is a step. You know? And now I'll show you this thing. Yeah, the chances that God gives to Saul, even though Saul already made a decision, you know, even though the people already make a wrong decision, and Saul has a chance to become a king, actually God really have a plan for him. For his future plan, God said that I will actually, I really want to bless you eternally until all your family, the kingdom will come to your family. But what you did, you know, so I will take in the kingdom from you. You know, so, so do us. God give us a chances to be restored by the Lord, to give a second chance huh, to do God's will. That's why why you hear and now you listen to this sermon. You know. God always a second chance God. And now, you know, why God rejected Saul as a king? God said, "I remove him and I raise another king." Firstly, you know. As a king, Saul focused only for himself. And there is a very interesting first in 1 Samuel 13, verse 11. I don't know, in Indonesia, very interesting. I want you to show this. And Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, when I, I want you to, to, to notice on I, I and I, me and I. And Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, when I first saw that the people were scattered from me too, and that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together in Mi'kmaq. Next. Next first, please. Then I said, three, the Philistines will now come down at me, four, and I have five. Not made supplication to the Lord, therefore I feel compelled and over a burnt offering. In these two, two verses, there is sick I and me. See? It shows us that this is focused only me, our ego, our ego. As a king, you know, sometimes this becomes our focus. When we are already blessed, when we are in our now, in professionally, where I have good place, you know, we are always thinking about ourselves, how to make money, how to do this, how to holiday, how to make a future, all about me, 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 me. We never think about 
God already blessed us with this blessing. Why don't we bring back, Lord, what you want me to do with all the things you've been putting me here for your purpose? God must have a purpose for us. Amen. And then the second thing, you know, I cannot change it. Gegabah dalam perkataan apa itu ya bahasa Inggrisnya? Reckless ya. Reckless in word, you know. If you read First Samuel 14, verse 24, you know, to protect his kingdom, he recklessly asked all the people to make an oath, saying, "Curse is the man who eat any food until evening." They don't care about how tired his people is, but everything because of the ego, everything because of focus on him, he used everything to make him successful without any considering about other people. And you know what? The fruit is the son, Jonathan, didn't, did not know that the father already made this oath. And he eat before evening. You know? That's what happened when you recklessly saying something, you know? That because of your own ego, because of your fear, and you don't care about your family, you don't care about anything, you don't care, only you care about yourself. So be careful. That's what happened to Saul, reckless in his word. The third thing, eh? Saul do not have integrity. You know why? The word from Samuel, the word of God said, told Samuel, Samuel command Saul. As a king, <clears throat> Saul, when you conquer these people, you kill everyone. Don't let anyone live, even though the animal you kill all. Why? Because God knows there's something you know with the animal also uh, been been tainted by maybe the sin, the worship that they did, that really make God angry. And God said, have to wipe all the animal, even the people and the animal. And then what happened? When God really win the war, he did not do what Saul already commanded him to do. And he kept the animal, the blessing, with the motive. When Samuel come to him, said, hey, I heard there is a, 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 a sound of this animal. And what Saul said, oh, this is actually, I think about God. I keep this beautiful animal because I want to bring this to sacrifice in the house of God. But actually his motive... It's different, you know. And the use as a spiritual, it looks like very spiritual. But actually all about him. He cannot keep the word. And God give him another chance. And he did it again, the same thing again. Until that's why God said, I remove him. It's enough. I give him chance. I bless you. I put you in the higher place to do something. I have a purpose. That's why I put you in this higher place. See? And then the last thing, Saul unfaithful with the Lord. You know, he forget when God chose him, who was on that time, he was very small. He was nothing. And when God chose him to become a king, the Samuel came to him, wanted anointed him, and said that you, God chose you as a king. And what Saul said, I'm from the very small family. I'm nothing. How could this be? You know? But when the anointing came to him, raised him up from nothing to become something, and he forgot about that. You know? And there is something very interesting in this verse. First Samuel 15, 30, uh, 31 first. Okay. Look at this. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul worshipped the Lord. 
it looked like very spiritual that King Saul now worship the Lord. But you have to know the word before this in the first 30. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me. Now, please, before the elders of my people and before Israel, return with me that I may worship the Lord your God. And the first, you know, he said, this is my Lord. And now he blessed by the Lord. He turned his back on the Lord just only for saving his face. He said, okay, I'll follow your instruction. Then I'll worship your Lord. It's not my God. You see? How fragile is us as a king? You know, sometimes this may happen in us because we forget where we starting point is. So that's why, as a pastor, I keep reminding myself. I told my all my staff, you have to keep me because I always remember when I start as a pastor how God called me. That make me feel that nothing, if this happening is all the blessing, it's because of the Lord. It's not because of, I'm oh, a good pastor, oh, very anointed. No, everything because God. And I have to remind myself because I'm learned. A lot of people forget about this thing. Even because we are a king. Sometimes we forget. The anointing is from the Lord. is supernatural to make us very natural to do things according to our own will. And then the blessing is there. You know, if you are not carefully, you know, and will ruin our life. And at last, I saw you this picture. This is supposed to be as a king who is in throne of our life. Jesus or as self or Christ Jesus. If our self become enthroned in this life, so that's what happened, you know. We have to put Jesus in the throne. And this will happen. After doing God's will by serving the people of his time, David died. He was laid to rest with his ancestor, but his body decayed. After doing his purpose according, not to David's purpose, but according to God's purpose. When he become a king, he has a, now he has big money, big wealth, big authority, but with this money, with this wealth, with this authority, he do God's will. He bring the Ark of the Covenant come to Jerusalem. He restore the worship 24 hours. He pay everything. He prepare the house of God. You know? And then when his time is coming, he bless his son you know, to become a next king. Because God chose Solomon. You know? It's not but what he, wo he, he, he wants, but what God wants. Amen. I believe every one of us anointed as a king. We are like a pieces of puzzle. You know, puzzle. Every piece of puzzle is very important. If you miss one piece of puzzle, the puzzle is not complete. And one day there's a family, there's a kid playing with the puzzle. You know, They try to, to take wow, the beautiful pieces of puzzle and there's a youngest one because he's so young and then the brother take everything, the beautiful, the beautiful color, you know, and until left only one piece that black. And this youngest son said, can I change this to the brother? Brother says, no. And then when they put something, you know, in puzzle, they must be put something first. You know? After that, the other puzzle pieces will follow, you know. Until everything, you, know, you see actually in the puzzle, there's a picture of man. And this picture of man is not complete. 
because the black puzzle is the eyeball. You know. Now, the puzzle complete because of these black things. So it shows us through this illustration that every piece of us puzzle is us. We have to do according to God's own will. You know. We don't think that, oh, we are only simple, we are only working here in Singapore. No, you're not working here in Singapore. You have a purpose here in Singapore. Amen. God put you here. You know, Not everyone can go to Singapore, study and work and live in Singapore. Not everyone. But when God wants you to do His will, He put you in Singapore, in this church, to do God's own will. Amen. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this afternoon that I can share what you put uh, into my heart to share, Lord. I pray that, that every king here that heard your voice, Lord, will be your own heart, Lord, that a pleasing to your own heart, like a King David, Lord. We are not working according to our will, but we learn now to walking according to your will, to ask you, to give you a time, Lord, to lead us to do your will, that God put us here as a purpose to become a king, to have a territory, our family, our job, Lord, our ministry, to bring your kingdom, to bring your glory here in this earth. Lord, I pray to this church, Lord, that you bless every one of them, Lord, that they becoming, Lord, a king that fulfill your purpose. Thank you, Lord. Bless all you church here. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everyone say it. Amen. Amen.